0: big one, welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lale Stone and Marian Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big one, welcome to you. My name is Marian Rose and I'm Lael Stone and guess what we're talking about today yes you cannot get away from it even on the aware parenting podcast (laughs) we're gonna talk about Christmas and the festive season Uh, and all the feelings
1: that go with it it's so big (laughs) isn't it? I love it's just marketed as like the happiest time of the year. And it should probably for parents be like one of the most stressful times of the year with so many things that go with it, our own feelings and feelings of kids and the pressure to be catching up and just a lot of stuff that can go on with it. So it can feel really big, can't it?
0: Yes. So we are sending you so much love. If you're already feeling overwhelmed, maybe with, I don't know, I don't go into supermarkets, but probably in supermarkets, probably in department mm. stores, there's probably all the Christmas. In fact, that's probably been there for months. So mm. you might be seeing Christmas stuff everywhere. You might be already just wrapping presents. I don't know, whatever mm. it is that you're doing. And if you're already feeling overwhelmed, we are sending you so much love. And we're we're here to support you in feeling a little bit less overwhelmed or maybe even not overwhelmed at all this year. Mm-hmm. We would love for you to have a more enjoyable time this Christmas.
1: Totally, totally. What's Christmas looking like for you this year, Marion? What What will that be like?
0: Well, it's always very quiet for me because over the years, that's what I've done. I've listened in to what I don't enjoy and every year I jettison. Oh, that's a nice word, isn't it? Like the hot air balloon, I've jettisoned yet another thing that I really don't enjoy. <laughs> so for me, as a, as a highly sensitive person, I really don't like big gatherings I don't mm-hmm. like big I'm not gonna say big fuss that doesn't sound enjoyable. I don't like doing all that stuff so just mm-hmm. over the years I've got rid of more and more and more of it so it's looking very quiet this year <laughs> which I love <laughs> it's, it's like swimming in the pool yeah sitting on, on your hammock buddies.
1: reading a book yeah, yeah
0: it's really a, I, I've literally worked the hardest I've worked in a long time this year pretty much mm-hmm. every day I had my birthday off and Mother's Day. No, I didn't even have Mother's Day. Christmas Day. I have literally every day this year. So for me, it's just going to be hanging around swimming and and hanging out with my children if they want to hang out with me when they do
1: the yeah. dogs bit of yeah. connection
0: yes but, um not much else. and then straight back to it get back to work marion no i'm not <laughs> no i will actually so i'll be impressed. doing some book editing oh my cause, goodness
1: cause i'm, <laughs> I'm like I, th- I think you need some more days off in there lovely that's, be having, that's not very be much having. no i don't
0: mean just christmas i know Day. what you I mean, mean a few days yeah. i'll be having a few days at least you're having yeah. a whole month off. i'm having a
1: whole month, I was off. A week, whole month.
0: yeah no i've never
1: <laughs> had a whole month off in my life i don't think and now That my children are big. They don't really require anything. So I actually can have a month off. Like it really is probably the first time I've reached that point where it's not really about anyone else's needs. It's about what I want. And now I've moved to this beautiful coastal town, which I don't feel like I've had the chance to enjoy yet because a bit like you, I've been busy creating and making stuff happen this year that I am like, oh, I'm going to have a whole month off, be a tourist in my town, which is probably the worst time to do it because it gets really busy and there's going to be a lot of people but doesn't matter I'm going to I'm just going to enjoy doing nothing for a bit and I've got like six books beside my bed that Mm. I'm planning to read and um, yeah I'm really looking forward to that swimming in the ocean and seeing some people and yeah that feels really good for me
0: that's so yummy isn't it so that might be the first thing we invite our listeners is there anything that you really don't want to be doing like when you think of Christmas and the whole festive season, is there stuff that you're telling yourself you have to do and you should do? Mm. And actually, you could actually do a jettison of. Mm. It's a big, to connect with that.
1: Mm. It's a big thing, isn't it? Because there's often a lot of pressure I should do this. Uh, we have to go to the in-laws or we have to go to my dad's side of the family and we have to do this. And I, I speak to a lot of parents and for some of them Christmas Day is like four different locations to meet all the people and that, and it feels very stressful. And you can imagine for our beautiful little children, that is really pretty big for a lot of them. It can be so overstimulating. And and so I, I think it is sometimes a big pressure, isn't it, to meet the needs of what the collective family said it sh- says it should look like. And I really love it that invitation to go but what would serve you you know what would feel good for you and I've had many stories like this over the years too of families actually saying you know what we're actually not going to come to your place for breakfast at eight o'clock in the morning because it's too much and we just want to be with the kids and then the families having big reactions and kind of tapping into those old stories and imprints that may be there around but you need to keep me happy and you need to meet my needs and all of that stuff and Christmas or this holiday period is such a ripe time, isn't it, for deeper family stories to surface when everyone gets together and everyone's expectations. And it can be pretty tender, I think. And so I love that invitation, Marion, of maybe tuning into what would be a yes for you around what would feel good or for your children or your family.
0: Yes, I think it's a really great opportunity. I think there's so much, there's loads of conditioning around this time of year, there's loads mm. of marketing and there's loads of feelings. And mm. So I think in that combination, it's really helpful to whenever possible to connect in with what we actually would like to do differently. I, I'm remembering an example that I'd love to share, which is when my children were little, they had four sets of grandparents, or mm. none of which lived anywhere near us. So Christmas time was just so many presents, just so many, so many, so many in the first year with my daughter when she was a toddler it was just so overwhelming there were just literally hundreds so beautiful i mean lovely presents but completely overwhelming mm. so what we what we decided then from then on and we did that for several years is that pretty much whenever a present arrived so th- pretty much the whole of december when our present <laughs> arrived we they would just open it so it's pretty much every day in december mm. they'd have a present oh, to open which was good so yummy <laughs> so on christmas day there were still presents and it was still fun mm. and there was still something special but we just played around with it like you know Mm. who says that that you have to wait there's any have to or should Mm. my invitation is what would you what would actually be most enjoyable what would support Mm. you as a family to be more connected and present Mm. and where are things that you could really drop that actually don't do that for your family for your children for Mm. you
1: Mm. And like, you know, we did an episode on birthdays once and we were talking about the stories that we have around birthdays about being disappointed and how that can carry through every birthday. You know, we have this expectation, I'm not going to get my needs met or I'm going to be disappointed with what I've got. I used to carry that around well. (laughs) I did that for a long time. But Christmas can have a similar thing, you know, particularly as a child, if you felt disappointed or if Christmas was a very stressful day, perhaps, The adults in your life didn't, you know, behave well in the sense of whatever their feelings were, or perhaps there was a lot of stress or, you know, it's really important to lean into, I think, what our feelings are around it and how it can actually feel. I I think for me, you know, with my family for Christmas, my husband's Hungarian, so they do the European Christmas. So we always go Christmas Eve to my in-laws and um, my mother-in-law, who's beautiful, like takes it on herself that she must cook all the food, even though we're like, no, we'll all help. And so now she's getting older, she gets she's getting really stressed. And this year we were just like, we know we're not going to allow that anymore because you don't enjoy it and it doesn't feel good. And and you know, there's some beautiful traditions that 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 side of the family does. But then on Christmas Day, I think I have 28 people at my house for Christmas lunch, which doesn't happen every year. But my husband and I decided when we did start having Christmas in our house, we wanted to make it super fun. So we have games that we we play and and a lot of the kids are kind of grown up now so it's really beautiful to make it really fun and joyous we have like activities and games and and it actually becomes a really fun beautiful thing to do uh, instead of kind of like, oh, we have to do this and have to do that and that's really changed the energy of it because I used to have a big story around Christmas of uh, feeling, Disappointed. I, I often remember thinking, you know, perhaps it wasn't that I didn't get the presents I didn't want or it wasn't fun or there was a pressure to be good and behave. Like I remember, you know, there's quite a few years for me when I was younger where it didn't really feel good. And there was often a disappointment of not getting what I want. And I think that's, that might be a beautiful segue to lean into this because that's one of the things that comes up quite a bit for children is perhaps you give them a gift or someone gives them a gift and they don't like it, or they say, I didn't want that, or they might not say, thank you for the gift. or And that can feel pretty loaded in your family environment. It might be okay at home where you guys are, but often when we've got extra family members around, that can feel very big. Shall we speak to that a little bit, Marion, about that disappointment?
0: Yes, it can often be a, a there's in terms of we often talk about the balance of attention and aware parenting, which is really this exact combination of there's enough connection and presence on the one hand. And on the other hand, there's a there's this a stimulus for the feelings is something that reminds children of feelings that are already sitting there in their bodies. Wow. And there's something often about Christmas where. Um, parents often maybe aren't working as much as usual or there's more family there's more often actually more connection and there's often all these kind of really highly charged things like gift giving and you know sharing and all kinds of things that happen that really is this magical melting pot which means it's really normal and natural for actually not only children but adults too to have really big feelings bubble up that actually wanting to come up maybe they've been sitting there for some time for some months over perhaps over if the kids go to school over term time and it's kind of this this end of year kind of bonanza where all the feelings just want to explode (laughs) out into big crying and big raging so if anyone has really big reactions to a present and that might be a child but it also might be an adult yes it can be really helpful to to understand that actually this is so normal and natural and if there's anybody around particularly us as a parent who can hold that in mind and be compassionate and notice that if anyone's having big responses, big feelings, big mm. reactions, can we just not even dive into perhaps so much, in your words, the story, but actually get, see if we can be, give empathy. And just, mm. oh, I hear how disappointed you feel. Sweetheart, You really didn't want that. Mm. Lego. You really wanted the other one. Or, you know, if it's a if it's partner who's having a big response to something, to see if we can tap in. To that empathy yeah. and to know that if we're not able to do that and we're actually feeling really reactive and we actually want to shout to them why are you so ungrateful because I, whatever it is that's because we are the one that's actually needing some empathy and some listening uh, and it's really normal and natural that everyone at these times can get very yeah the big feelings can bubble up so rather than judging anybody when that happens can we meet that with compassion and the oh of course of course the feelings mm. are here
1: Yes. I love that. Such beautiful advice. And I think to look at it again through the lens, if it is a child that has perhaps opened a present and everybody's watching and then they say they don't like it or they throw that on the floor, a way that you could respond in that moment is to come in close and do exactly as you say, Marion, saying, I hear that you're really disappointed. It's tricky when we don't get what perhaps we wanted. And I hear you and then they can often feel this pressure that, you know, for the child to say thank you to the person who it is. And, and in times like that, when our children, as you say, it's reached their rich capacity, those feelings are pouring out. It, it's very hard for a child, particularly if they're younger, to be able to stop that in that moment and then turn to that person and say thank you for the gift that I don't like. <laughs> like they're not going to be able to do that. And that can be where you can really advocate for your child. You could be like, oh, thank you so much, Auntie Cheryl, for that present. I really appreciate the thought you put into it. And and I'm just, I'm going to be with Charlie because he's a bit disappointed and that's okay. And to, to be that model for them, you know, to be able to do it and, you know we've done a few episodes on this one of the trickiest things is to hold space for our children when we are surrounded by family particularly if they have expectations around behavior and that can feel really big to do as a parent because it just it, it feels very very loaded doesn't it around people are watching me and they're expecting my child to be good and all those things going on it can feel really really challenging and that's where you know we often say remember in that moment to take a deep breath and get a As anchored as you can. And remember that your job in that moment is to be there to support your child. And and I often used to just say, Oh, this is really tricky at the moment, isn't it? And I'm here. And perhaps we'll go into the other room together. I just used to speak in that way so that the adults around would know, I'm all over it. I've got it and I'm going to hold it. And even if you're judging me, that is okay. Because my job in this moment is to be here for my little one. But it can feel really, really tough. It, It can feel big. So, you know, big compassion to anyone and everyone who may have experienced that in the past or well, that may be coming up for you. It's it's a beautiful practice to really stay in your centre if possible around it. It's tricky.
0: Yes, and the other thing that can be really helpful also is to be doing our own reparenting. So perhaps particularly if it's more like our own parents or siblings where there is more historical feelings that possibly sit in there for us as well can be really helpful even before and ahead of time to be actually maybe getting some listening and to share about the usual themes that come up or what you remember from the past and actually even to have a little maybe even one little phrase that you might like to be holding inside that you really want to hear in terms of my inner loving presence process work that actually so say if it's your mum connecting with what you want your inner loving mother to say like if your if your mum generally does a particular thing and that's when you have feelings and perhaps they say something to your child and you have big feelings what would you like to have internally as a statement that might help you be more likely to stay calm in that moment so that might be whatever it is it might be I'm sorry that I judge you and I love you unconditionally or I'm right here with you and I love you exactly as you are or whatever it is just one little one little sentence that you might even repeat a few times within your mind if you're feeling some charge showing up in relation to how they're being towards Mm. our own child or maybe even just in a dynamic can be really helpful to be prepared Mm. because just kind of expecting that these themes won't come up again this year. It's unlikely to happen. You know, it's really mm. normal and natural that our feelings constantly try to be heard. So they will come up again and again and again. Mm. The more we can really support ourselves beforehand mm. to be prepared, to get some listening, mm. to have these reparative phrases, we're less likely then to get reactive in the moment and actually end up not being able to be calm, not being able to listen to our child. we, we That can be really helpful.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful advice there. And I, I, I'm just thinking about particularly when my children were younger, there was often with some family members, an expectation for them to be good the whole day. And I remember feeling very, very stressed about that of like, how's it going to go? I'm just waiting for someone to blow their lid, like one of the adults around how the children were. And I often felt really Um, unsettled. So I would often spend a lot of time with the children and play or just be in that space almost as a protector to wait and see if something was going to come up because, you know, there was cousins and there were all sorts of stuff going on. It it, it felt really big because I think it also too wasn't accepted that if they had big feelings, that was okay. You know, so it was, that was, there were really tricky times I think as I was learning to be more anchored and grounded in it myself, it felt hard sometimes sitting in that space, particularly with family who didn't get it. So yeah, it's it's big. And I and I love what you say, Marion, those places where we have to lean into we don't have to where we can choose to lean into our own hurts and what we needed are so vital, aren't they? And in being able to support ourselves in those in and, and perhaps your partner may be aware of this as well. And you can just have a bit of a look with each other if something is starting to brew where you might be like, Do you want to go outside for a bit with the little one? Or do you want it to what are the things you can do to try and just keep keep it as whole as possible? You know, I think that too sometimes it's about saying no to some things so that you know our children don't get overstimulated, or that there isn't too much sugar, or it isn't too overwhelming. You know, sometimes a two-hour visit is great, is enough, and then we're done. It, it, you know, particularly depending on your child, it can um can feel really really big. And I I just wanted to say too, you know, if you do have younger children. In, you know just expect that by the end of the day particularly with a big day like christmas maybe they work up early and there's presents and then there's family you know by the end of the day most of them are probably going to need to have a big release which may mean that christmas day ends with lots of feelings and and i think if we can expect that that's we're not so surprised sometimes when we're like yep yeah, it's been a huge day and of course all these feelings need to come out and and to just you know hold space for that or just remember that that's there's a reason why and that's okay can make a difference
0: too. it you know in what we're thinking in that moment can make a big difference. Yes, holding in mind what what kind of time, what kind of space will I be leaving? Because there will be definitely some crying happening. Mm. And you know, when, when you're speaking as well, L and hearing about your big family experience, I'm also thinking about how different mine was, especially in the early years, because I moved completely from you know from the other side of the world from England to Australia, and I imagine there also are also many families in that kind of position or perhaps away from, from their wider family, from their, from their culture. I know for me it was a huge you know, shock in a way to be celebrating Christmas in, in the midst of summer. So I also really want to name and offer empathy to if you have feelings in relation to being in a different country or being away from your family or your culture, can often bring up themes and feelings in relation to loss and sadness and grief and mourning or perhaps people that are no longer here relationships that have ended like all kinds of things it can also help us connect with those kinds of feelings and memories so again i find it's helpful to to bring those in similarly to as you're saying for children but to bring those in beforehand and to Actually, if we can name that beforehand and even to to spend even a few, not spend to be with those feelings consciously through choice, that means they're less likely to kind of bubble up and overwhelm us. So even if perhaps the before Christmas, we connect in with maybe looking at photo albums or most people probably don't have photo albums anymore, do they? <laughs> but looking at reflecting back on the past, actually choosing mm-hmm. to perhaps share with an empathy buddy, feelings mm-hmm. of loss or sadness. So I think what I'm really thinking about a lot is really how can we set ourselves up so that Christmas is more likely to be enjoyable so that we're holding in mind feelings and needs and doing what we can to prepare to listen to feelings beforehand to say no to what we don't want to really connect with what we do want all of these things doing that beforehand like now and that's why I think we did this podcast now so that there is this opportunity rather than it's just this thing that happens again where we have these same themes happen again or the same family arguments that we're actually taking time to really contemplate and make conscious choices in relation to these things.
1: Mm, yeah that's beautiful advice because I I think that is really important we get can get caught up in the the way it's always been done whether it's manically buying presents or it's it's we have to do this and we have to catch up with these people before the end of the year and all, all of that kind of stuff I think we can go into this automatic pilot just to do it and there is great wisdom isn't there in just pausing for a minute and going well where where's my willingness for that do I really want to do that is that a full body yes for me or what how could this look different where it would feel better because i think that's so so vital particularly if you're the one that holds a lot of the space in the family then how do we meet your needs so you can do that for your family it's really it's big that's why i pretty much buy all my presents online now because i hate going to super like to shops i hate shopping i am not a shopper and I I really dislike the full craziness of Christmas stuff. So I pretty much buy most of my stuff online now, which is great. Every day there's a new package arriving. I'm like awesome, and it's stress free. You know that that feels good for me because that was always a big stress for me. It was always kind of me buying all the gifts, and so I think that's what I've done that makes it so much easier for me now. Or well, there's one shop I love, and I just go there and get a whole lot of stuff, and that feels good, and it's not stressful. So. Yeah, there's finding those ways, isn't there, that meets meets our needs, and maybe that is also too on Christmas Day. If you know it's a big day, maybe you have half an hour where you get up and you meditate, or you do yoga, or you go for a walk, or you do something to fill up your cup. So because you know that there's probably going to be a big day, and you know that
0: whatever it is that you can do to meet your needs within that. Yes, mm-hmm. and I love what you said as well about the online shopping because I remember when my kids were little and going shop to shops and also post offices to send all our parcels off back off to England and how overwhelming I found that. And to really remember that busy shops... Are very they're overwhelming for us as adults but yeah. like small children they are really overwhelming yeah. so again doing whatever we can do to actually avoid that and that might be online shopping or if you have a partner or friend that you can leave them with and and just mm. go off and do it it's really it never never ends well i remember <laughs> one of my worst parenting moments was when I and I took Lana to Ikea once (laughs) oh that would be a fun day (laughs) she was maybe about two and I remember stopping when we were nearly on the way home and just feeling so overwhelmed so just to really know that overwhelm is really unpleasant for adults and children and whatever we can do to avoid it what can we do less of what can we what can we skip what can we make easier like really we're really wanting to invite you If you you need anybody to just give you that invitation, please, you know, what could you do less of? What could Mm. you, how could you create more spaciousness Mm. in your festive season?
1: Do you know about three years ago, my teenage daughters, I gave them a list and my credit card and went, this is what needs to be bought. And they loved it. They went for five hours and bought everything. And I was like, brilliant. It was like a win, win, win all around. It was amazing. Anyway, that was another good option. But yeah. yeah. Nowadays Um, with mine, I just get them to, yeah, what, Send me a link. What do you want? what
0: <laughs> online. It's done. I don't, I don't Which buy I, I do.
1: <laughs> I love that you know, my children will do that too. They'll tell me what they want. But I also love to give them something that's I a surprise. Know, I love I the surprise parts. <laughs> so I always try and find a few little beautiful things that are that beautiful surprise that they don't know because I think it's nice receiving something that you don't know what it is there's something beautiful about that which is leads us to our next little point we wanted to discuss which was about father christmas or santa claus or whatever that looks like let's not talk about the uh, oh no some people do the elf on the shelf thing which my daughter said to me the other day where was my elf on the shelf? And I was like, honey, that was like, you know, years ago. I don't think it even existed then. I think it's from, it's probably from, it's from the US, isn't
0: it? I don't think it hit Australia. I, so. I don't time. know. Yeah.
1: But, but how do we feel around some of those things? So, I mean, it can be, um, it can be. Father Christmas coming, Santa Claus, whatever you want to call him, can be used as a wonderful bribery tool for some families. If you don't do this, Father Christmas won't bring you presents. You must be good for Father Christmas to bring you presents. It's kind of really the opposite of what we talk a lot about here on the podcast, isn't it? And it's something that kind of hurts me a little bit because I. I often think when I hear that, and again, a lot of empathy because I know parents are just trying to do the best they can, but it really is that whole conditional parenting. If you're good, you'll get something. And if you're not, I'll take something away from you. And I think Father Christmas is used as a massive currency at this time of the year, which, you know, kind of saddens me a little bit because it, you know, of course we stand in a place that says, you know, all children are amazing and lovable and beautiful just the way they are. There is no such thing as a naughty child. There's just a child who's having a hard time or there's needs that haven't been met so that that can feel really tricky you know sometimes in families when it's used as as a bargaining tool i think but we also wanted to really i guess touch on for some families around you know that the magic of father christmas or santa claus of this this person that comes and brings presents i know for some families that doesn't doesn't land well. because so They're like, I feel like I'm lying to my child. And then some children find out and go, is it true? And my husband and I were just talking about it the other night because one of his friends rang and said, oh, I think my seven-year-old's cottoned on and he's asked me whether Father Christmas is true or not. And I don't know what to say. And my husband said to him, well, I've always sworn that I will never lie to my children ever. And so if they ask me a question, I will tell them the truth. And so when my kids did, he said, yeah, it, it actually... He is a, a fantasy character that's made up. I mean, his true origins was that he was, I don't even know the true origins before Coca-Cola came along and, um, and branded him as Christmas, but um, St. Nick, I think it was, and what he used to do, and you used to put your boots out and all that kind of stuff. I don't know enough about it to know. Um, but, you know, my husband and how we used to talk to our kids about it was he's. um He's about giving and really, you know, that it was us that used to buy the presents. And we used to have a thing in our family that Father Christmas bought one present, just one, and then we gave each other presents uh, and so we would say that Father Christmas would bring bring one present, and and then when they got old enough to ask, we we just reframed it, it as yes, it, it is us doing it. But it was about kind of keeping the magic alive of giving and giving without needing anything back in return. You know, it was about you know just the the magic of what that could be. Um, and you know, we would just have conversations around it when our children were old enough to do it. We never really pushed it a lot in our family about the big father Christmas thing. I think it was more, they heard it from other people and I'd kind of wanted to downplay it a bit because I didn't want it to be this huge thing. And quite frankly, my middle daughter was like, do you mean there's this guy that's going to come into our house and put presents out? And I just like, that does not feel good to me. And straight away, I was like, yeah, actually the story's a little bit off <laughs> because that does sound a bit terrifying. Someone coming down your chimney and leaving you a present. It's the same as the Easter bunny. She used to be like, I do not want a giant rabbit coming into my room and so yeah. straight away I was like we, we are not going to do these stories for her because it was it was too much she was just like no nah, that doesn't feel safe for me so I think it's really important to tune into what feels right for you and how that lands in your family I, I mean our big thing was we never wanted to lie we loved creating magic and fantasy when my kids were little and and they loved the magic of it but when it got to a point where they were questioning or you know then that's where we kind of lent more into well this is what it can look like but some people like to believe and you know it might it's not necessarily something you might share with your friends because they might still believe and And so, and then as my older kids got bigger and I still had little ones, they loved to create a bit of the magic for the little ones, which was pretty beautiful. I know with my youngest, the two older ones really got into creating a whole lot of magic for her around it, which was actually very beautiful to witness as well. So I think there's, there can be some beautiful magic to be had within it. And I think it's important just to lean
0: into what, what feels a yes for you and your family. That's the vital thing, isn't it? I think that's what we're really wanting to invite you to go away with from this episode is really to listen in to yourself and your own unique family, because everybody's different. And I know I've had lots of mentees over the years who, in Europe, where their traditions in relation to Christmas are actually indigenous traditions that still continue, which is really completely different from for many of us in Australia, where it's it's not even the accurate season, for example. <laughs> so we had father christmas but right from the beginning we always said it was like a pretend thing and it was the same as you that it was magic and wonderful and they had a lovely time and really enjoyed it. and we still had father christmas presents but they always knew that it wasn't a real person that was coming and that's the wonderful thing we can each do our own thing and it was still magic and lovely and fun um Yeah, but yeah, that's the wonderful thing, isn't it? Whatever you choose, whatever each family chooses, that's the most important thing. We're going to be each so different depending on our our own heritage as well, where we come from what uh spiritual or religious beliefs are everybody's so different so again mm. what we're inviting you to do is to connect mm. to with what resonates for you what yes. yes what's no what do you want to do and yes. do that rather than what yes. anyone else is doing
1: that's so it i have i must admit i do enjoy some people i follow on social media who do the elf on the shelf which is that the elf moves every night and some of the creative things that they come up with are so brilliant and i'm like wow he's all these parents needing to tap into some creative parts of themselves to sit up set up a these scenarios of what this elf is doing tonight some of them are really funny and really great and i'm just like oh maybe it's an opportunity for some some stunted creativity to come in <laughs> with this little creature you have to move around your house I go, there's magic everywhere isn't there it just depends what you look for it depends where it is others may be cursing it going god I've gotta move the thing again now where is
0: it gonna go i'm feeling you i'm feeling you <laughs> oh, it's big. i didn't even know that's what it was see that's how i, I don't follow anyone <laughs> on instagram who does that so it's, i have a missing education there <laughs> oh, okay
1: it is quite funny some people put a lot of effort into what really? this elf does oh, and that it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, really, really like it. it's really quite beautiful so yeah
0: uh, is there anything else you want to talk about yeah. marion around Do this you know topic? What? i've talked to a lot of Parents over the years, and particularly people into wear parenting often, not always, if you're listening and you're not at all into this, but often maybe into like wooden toys and not plastic or that kind of thing can show up. And then asking grandparents and other family members not to buy particular things. And then that can bring up lots of big feelings for everyone when the grandparents still do buy the, the big toy that's got the flashing lights, especially so again, the noisy ones. The, the noisy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, I really, uh, I just think if you haven't got an empathy buddy and you've been wanting to get one, this is the time of year to (laughs) actually get one because it's really normal and natural to have big feelings. And, again, the more we get to express them beforehand, the less they're going to come out in ways that we regret, basically. Mm. So just the the more we get our feelings heard lovingly by someone else, the the more easy the whole festive season is going (laughs) to be.
1: Yes, that's it. That's it. And I think really the themes from today are, Tune into what you want and just know that it can feel really big for our beautiful children, so holding space for them to release and let out what's going on and their disappointments and, and just I think not seeing that as wrong or judging within that, it's just, it's a big time. It can be really overstimulating. So really good to keep that in the back of your mind. I mean, the other thing with disappointment we didn't talk about is I see this with many mothers and particularly ones who end up doing a lot of the shopping and all that kind of stuff of then, and this was a story for me for sure, putting all this effort into everybody's presents and gifts. And then, and then the last minute, Oh God, what are we going to get Mum? And that would bring up totally my story of like, I'm important and I want you to put effort into thinking and I do this for everyone and and don't just buy me another candle. Just all my feelings. We talked about this on our Mother's Day episode too, didn't we? uh yeah, that's been a story for me, which I think my my beautiful, you know, children and partner have kind of figured out now that they're like, okay, yep, there's something in that for mum. Which I've worked through within myself and also created space of like, well, this is what I'd really love, and then I'd also love you to think about something. And they all know that my love language is words as well, so they always write me beautiful words, and so that feels pretty good. So yeah, it's it can bring up disappointments for us as well for sure. Whether that is just around gift giving or whether it's the way our family behaves or whether it's how our siblings are to us or whatever, you know, for some people, they only ever get together with their family at times like this. And that's, I can feel pretty loaded. So, you know, you are exactly right. We probably all need some listening time at Christmas. Everybody's (laughs) going to need some big debriefing, aren't they? For where it is. And for some of you, it may be just the best fun ever. And that is awesome. But yeah.
0: Yes, mm. yes 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 mm. mm. and you can do it at, like extra things extra touch and play is always really helpful i know one of our colleagues shelly she's done a lovely thing you can have a look at her instagram shelly clark with an e on the end she's been she's done a little uh, advent calendar but with attachment and play games in it mm. so again there's ways that you can bring in where parenting like bringing in like again if we choose to bring in more fun and more joy mm. and actually like even little short periods of time i think also in terms of attachment and play short periods of what aletha calls non direct to child center play mm. just short blocks of time even if it's like five minutes where you put a timer on and you hang out with your child and just follow their lead and give them mm. really your undivided attention that can make a really big difference when particularly if you've got a lot of days perhaps with lots of family members and mm. lots going on and stress to actually have these moments of connection that can really make a huge difference too mm. the other thing Absolutely. I was thinking of was when you were talking about like I think it's like really asking like doing whatever we can to be willing to ask for what we really want. But that's exactly as you said Where that's the present Where that's how we want the day to go whether it's how we want the whole month to go it's like I, I think it's the most important thing to answer that question mm, as Rumi would ask you must ask for what you really want mm.
1: <laughs> and you know what Marion there's something that can help people do that which
0: is your beautiful course <laughs> that you have <laughs> that sounds like a complete, what is the
1: <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Here's the sales pitch. No, That's no, no. What? I think it's beautiful. No, no, no. Well, you, you've built a course for this, right? Because of of the stresses that are present. Do you want to tell people about your course?
0: Yeah. Well, actually I'd love to, to show a little bit about the history that the first ever online course I made in 2014 was called Love Being a Mother at Christmas. And it was a lot about, so I've thought about this a lot over the years about that was very long and detailed Mm. because it was the first course I made. So it's very big. But it was a lot about the things we've been talking about today. So this year, I decided to make a really short, concise one, which is basically an opportunity to connect in with what you haven't enjoyed in the past, get some, receive some empathy, connect with what you are not willing for, connect with what you are willing for, and actually do a little bit of family healing in the process. So it's my little create a Christmas you love. Course, Hmm. you can find that on my social media. So, did a little one that you can do to get clear.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's good, but because I think that that is a very important question. What What do you want? We have to be clear about it because if we don't know what we want and we don't have that intention, then it's very hard to receive it, isn't it? So, that is a really important
0: step. And I think that's what I'd love to add is for me in early years before I knew about the willingness work like that's what happened it was just like oh yeah again this is I feel overwhelmed or this has happened but mm. to actually really get clear and clear every mm. time we say no I don't want this I'm not willing for this mm. yes I do want this yes I am willing for this and this is that's not where parenting obviously, see it's powerful mm. We're, we yeah. are powerful in terms of what we actually want to co-create at any time of the year but particularly this time amen <laughs> I'm so not religious. Should we we finish with Christmas No, we should not.
1: (laughs) So you like Christmas carols? I do, but I am a dancer, not a singer. (laughs) um, Christmas carols are fun. My daughter loves Christmas carols. Again, I never used to play them. But when it was December, she's like, yes, it's time for Christmas carols. She was cleaning up her room the other day with Christmas carols. I was like, I love it. I love it. It's whatever brings you joy. So, we whatever
0: brings you joy,
1: yes, that's it. That's it. Well, we wish you a beautiful, peaceful, joyous Christmas, whatever that looks like for you. Or perhaps you don't celebrate Christmas, perhaps it's something else and it's a different, um, a different festive thing for you and your family, or perhaps it's just going to be quiet. But whatever it is for you, we really do hope that it is in alignment with what you deeply desire and want and feels wonderful for you and your family,
0: yes. Mm. I'm going to say Amen again or Hallelujah. We We wish you a Merry Christmas.
1: (laughs) We're going to have one more podcast before we finish up for the year. We've got one more special one to do, don't we? So we're not going to say that's it for the year yet because we've got one more to go. But uh, this is our little Christmas episode. So as you lead up to Christmas, whenever you listen to this, we do hope it's really beautiful for you.
0: Yes. So much love to you.
1: Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.